My name is Daniel Miller. I'm your servant host, and this is the Biblical Anatomy Podcast. My name is Daniel Miller, owner and founder of Biblical Anatomy Academy. You're here because you want to know whether osteoporosis can be reversed or not. Well, I've got good news for you. I've also potentially got bad news for you. The good news, however, amidst that good and bad news is that the choice is yours. To further elaborate this, we need to understand more about bone mineral density. And before I bore you with the physiology associated with it, I'll give you some of the basics. Generally, regardless of gender, bone mineral density peaks at age 30. So if you're like me and you're north of 30, I guess all hope is lost, right? Wrong. Although you are past your peak bone mineral density, there are many different outcomes based on your actions. If you're south of 30, the same things that we should focus on north of 30 are the same things you should focus on south of 30. What are those things? Well, Exercise would be a good place to start, being as though I am a strength and conditioning coach, and most of my 10 years of graduate education is in the field of exercise science, be a great place to start. How can we stress bone in a positive way? Now, as a weightlifter, more along the lines of powerlifting, it would be along my biases to preach to you and lecture you on the importance of squatting, deadlifting, and bench press. However, I am very well aware that those three things may be of zero interest to you. And the good news is you don't have to squat, bench, or deadlift to solve your osteoporosis. You need to stimulate your skeletal system. That can be done with running. That can be done even in the pool. That can be done with cycling. That can be done with yoga. That can be done, of course, with weightlifting and so many other physical activities. Is there a king of the mountain? Well, it does align with my biases and most weightlifting would sort of be the king of the mountain in terms of the stimulus it would have on your skeletal muscle. Excuse me, your skeletal bones. Also your skeletal muscle, but that's a topic for another episode. But again, provided that that is not something of interest to you, I gave you a bunch of different options you could stimulate your bone mineral density. And again, if you're north of 30, slow the loss of bone mineral density. And if you're south of 30, 
pile up as much bone mineral density as you can. If you're participating in weight-bearing activities, you're going to have the most ideal stimulus necessary to increase your bone mineral density, or at least slow the decline, depending on your age. But again, I mentioned running. Let's take that for an example. Where do you suppose you're going to stimulate the most acquisition of calcium within bone within the demand of running? Where's the impact? The impact is going to be your feet to the ground. So the closer the bone is to that impact, the more it's going to be geared towards acquiring calcium and thereby increasing bone mineral density. So is running going to have a pronounced effect on your clavicle? No, not really. Is doing dumbbell flies going to have an effect on your clavicle? More so than running would, for sure. And there are other exercises I could have thought of there on the moment that would have been better for the clavicle, but you get the point. Swimming. Where's the impact? Well, there's not much. You're suspended in water. However, you have to contract musculature. Where does muscle attach to bone? At the tendon. So, your heightened acquisition of calcium will be at the attachment points of muscle tendons. Similar in yoga and other sports and other activities. The good news is you can do something about it. Those are the exercises that you can look at to help you with your bone mineral density. What else can you do? Well, perhaps more important than exercise would be nutrition. We've mentioned calcium a number of times. Can you acquire calcium from nutrition? Well, yes, of course. And it's more than just milk or cheeses. Green leafy vegetables, we've heard it all our lives that they're good for us. Mom told us not to leave the dinner table until we finished our green vegetables. Well, guess what green vegetables also have amongst all the other things we need? Calcium. If you're going to take the time to do the exercises that I've recommended, it's not going to do a whole lot for you if you don't have calcium cycling through your cardiovascular system ready to be deposited. With that in mind, let me share with you the hierarchy of calcium deposition. You would think that if I was to give you four things that acquire calcium, you would odds are think that number one would be bone and you'd be dead wrong. Number four is bone. Number three is blood. Number two is muscle. And number one is your brain. If you don't have enough calcium in your brain, you don't exist. If you don't have enough calcium in your muscles, 
you have the most significant muscle spasms and cramps you've ever experienced in your life and you're well on your way to potential death. If you don't have enough calcium in your blood, does blood go knocking on the door of the brain? No. Does it go knocking on the door of muscle? No. Whose door does it knock on? Bone. And bone is fourth on the list, and so it gives up its calcium so that blood and everything above it in the hierarchy can be satisfied when it comes to calcium. How can we stop this? Well, again, we need to open bone, so to speak, get it to accept calcium via the activation of what are known as osteoblasts. And to do that, we need exercise, but we must also supply our bodies with a fuel of calcium, with our diet, with our dairy, with our green leafy vegetables. Because if we don't, we're just going to continually be combating the problem of calcium going out of bone and going back into bone over and over. Now the topic of intermittent fasting is for another time, another episode, but this would be a red X for intermittent fasting. Why? Well, when are your calcium levels highest? Post meal. If you're intermittent fasting for 18 hours or whatever it is, that's a period of deprivation of calcium. I won't speak to the deprivation of other things because that's not the context and the topic of this video. You want to know, can osteoporosis be reversed? Well, technically no, but I'm educating you on things you can do to slow the decline. Or again, if you're before 30, build up your reservoir so the decline doesn't hit you as hard. You can do that with exercise, nutrition, understanding that hierarchy of brain, muscle, bone, excuse me, brain, muscle, blood, and then bone. With that, we also have to understand a little bit about the hormones within our body, specifically one known as estrogen. Now, this obviously is geared more towards the female audience, which is likely the individual that would have clicked on this video to begin with. And I'll talk about why in a minute. But with estrogen, think of estrogen as a bouncer at a club, and the club is your bone. So when blood comes knocking on bone to pull calcium, estrogen says not today, as much as humanly possible. When do women tend to lose a significant amount of estrogen? Menopause. Do men lose testosterone? Yes, and scientists will tell you the event is called andropause. Don't let them fool you. Andropause and menopause are not synonymous. A male's testosterone generally declines linearly or evenly over time. A woman's estrogen level plummets. 
In the world of hormones, it's really not fair, actually. Not that we're super concerned with fairness, but not only premenopausal, does the normal physiology of a woman have to get used to cycles of progesterone and estrogen for their entire adult life, or the majority of their adult life, but then they have to get used to a plummeting hormone level of estrogen. So the estrogen cycles look like this, and then this. You can imagine how significant a role that would play on the human body, which is why getting to it now, the focus is the female population, not the male population. Can men get osteoporosis? Certainly, but they're not at a predisposition to get osteoporosis because of their endocrinology. Now, there are many other things that they can get, and overall, women live longer than men. And outside the context of this video, from a life expectancy standpoint, it's better to be female. But one of the things that women have to deal with is the potential for osteoporosis. And whether that's on your mind at 25 or 55, it's on your mind at this moment in time. So keep your exercise in focus. Don't stumble so much on which exercise to do, but think about it in terms of the stimulus and the impact and begin to understand what bones may be affected. Think about the nutrition side of it, which traditionally women are better than men at nutrition and adhering to a nutrition. So that is in benefit. Think about the sources of calcium. Think about how often you're getting calcium. Be wary of supplements. The word supplement is defined as just that. In addition to your foundation, which is your nutrition, your diet. In any of my videos where I speak to nutrition, I'm always going to recommend that you acquire as close to the source God made as possible. In the grocery store, stay around the outside. That's where stuff goes bad. It expires, just like we will one day. Stuff in the middle that's man-made and processed can sit there for months and years without molding. Don't put that in your body. Speaking of God, let me read for you Psalm 31, 10, as it pertains to King David and likely the osteoporosis he was experiencing. For my life is spent with sorrow, and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity, and my bones waste away. So let our bones not waste away. Let the knowledge we have at this day and time, often wrongly credited to scientists, when God created it day one, we just understand it a little bit better. With that in mind, as an exercise scientist, as a strength and conditioning coach, I will be the first to admit to you that we don't know anything. 
what we know is the tip of the iceberg. What we don't know is what's underneath the surface. So don't let somebody who throws some fancy sauce on it and says mitochondria or juxtaglomerular apparatus or osteoblast, Kuffner cell, go on and on and on. Don't let a few words that sound fancy steer you into some bad advice. Everything can be researched and I'd be happy with to walk you through how to research that. The world is our oyster, so to speak. You would be amazed at how much knowledge I have in my brain that's available online. Technically, you don't need me. But what fuels me is that I might die tomorrow. And if I die tomorrow, every bit of consolidated knowledge that I have in my brain that God has gifted me is gone. And it's handy little files and columns organized succinctly is gone. Ten years of collegiate experience goes to dust. And I haven't helped you. And that bothers me. So this video, this podcast, and others like it that I've produced aim to solve that problem and give you the information that you need because you didn't go to school for 10 years studying the body. I did. And I speak that with zero arrogance. I speak that with 100% love and willingness to share that with you. Osteoporosis is one of many issues that I can speak to from a strength and conditioning perspective. Granted, my biases is definitely on the exercise side and specifically with weightlifting and specifically with powerlifting, which usually involves very heavy weights. But that doesn't mean that's the only way osteoporosis can be as close to reversed as possible. Now, in the beginning of this video, I discussed that there are sort of rates or options of decline of bone mineral density past the age of 30, depending on your choices. And let me sum up that with a few options for you. Let's say you do everything that I recommend. Everything that good researchers and scientists and coaches are prescribing online for you. You're probably going to avoid osteoporosis because you're doing everything that you can. Let's take it to the other extreme. Let's say you do nothing. You eat the typical American diet. You subscribe to the typical American lifestyle on a fluffy couch with Netflix. You're probably guaranteeing a path led towards osteoporosis. In fact, you're probably guaranteeing a path towards things that are a lot scarier than osteoporosis is. Let's say you're in the middle of those two extremes and you do things sometimes. Maybe you only exercise, but your diet's no good. Or your diet's great, but you hate to exercise. Or there's another confounding factor that is 
making this a part-time resolution for you. It's hit or miss. Depends on your consistency. Depends on how part-time we're talking, whether you're going to avoid a path leading to osteoporosis or not. Now, above all this, please consult with a physician to have your estrogen levels and your bone mineral density tested because everyone watching this video is going to be in a slightly different spot. What I've provided is general advice that's applicable to most everyone. But to understand your specific situation, I would highly recommend that you acquire some numbers associated with estrogen and with your bone mineral density. And those are things you can acquire. On the male side, take everything that we said about estrogen and replace it with testosterone. Testosterone is highly associated with estrogen. In fact, it's along the same path. It's convertible. Again, men don't tend to suffer from estrogen quite the way that women do. Although my biblical example was King David. So it is possible that along the lines of understanding your numbers, as a man, you want to understand where your testosterone levels are. Furthermore, you want to understand from a trusted source. I'll get into more details on testosterone levels in a different video, but not everyone uses the same scale for hormone levels, believe it or not. So when you search for a physician or you go to your existing trusted physician and you try to find your estrogen levels, your testosterone levels, your bone mineral density, whatever it is you're seeking to find, I highly recommend that you trust those individuals and that they are treating your symptoms with as much vigor as the numbers that come back on paper and what that scale may say that you are or you are not. I pray that if you're having issues, you find resolution for those issues, whether in part it be through this podcast, this video, depending if you're listening or if you're watching, or it be through some other source. It is my goal to share my knowledge with you, and it is my goal that you are able to live an enjoyful life without pain and suffering that would be associated with deleterious ailments like this. Until next time, I love you. Take care of your body and God bless. We want to sincerely thank you for listening to today's episode and conclude properly with the Lord's Prayer. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Brother, thank you for listening to today's episode. 
We hope that this show is bringing you joy, it's bringing you peace, it's increasing your proximity to God, and it's helping you add on serious muscle mass. That's what God's provided us the gift to do. It's to understand how the human body works, to put as much muscle on it as possible, which we understand is a unique challenge not present to everyone, but it's a challenge that's present to you and I. And so we hope that today's episode and all episodes are encouraging you and helping you in that endeavor. Now, if you're like me and you're listening to this part of the episode, you probably are the type that has to listen to the entire episode or it doesn't count. Or maybe you're just stuck in traffic and you can't turn the podcast episode off at this point in time. Or maybe you are like me and when you read a book, you have to read the entire book, including the copyright information. I know, it's a silly, silly endeavor. But we are the way that we are and God made us perfectly. We are the only creation of his that is made in his image. And with that in mind, I'd like to encourage you further and provide you a couple resources that will be of immense benefit for you. The first is a one repetition maximum calculator. This calculator is made through a spreadsheet and it's laid out very well for you to estimate how strong that you have got over a specific period of time. There is a video on this landing page as well that'll instruct you how to use it, but if you need further instruction, please go to our homepage at biblicalanatomyacademy.com and schedule a coffee session with me where we can talk about the uh, one repetition maximum calculator. To get the one repetition maximum calculator, you'll want to go to biblicalanatomyacademy.com slash one RM. You'll enter in your name and email and you'll get access immediately to the spreadsheet that we have created. Also of value would be a template to get you started as you begin to design new programs to break through plateaus as we instruct. This program that we have, this template, utilizes all the percentages that we preach and we believe is the best tool for you to break through those plateaus. You can access it at biblicalanatomyacademy.com template. You enter your name and email and you'll get an immediate download for the spreadsheet that we have created that allows you to put any of your exercises in, any of those one repetition maximums in, and use the document for success long term. Again, if you need assistance with either of those spreadsheets, the one repetition maximum calculator, or the template we have created at Biblical Anatomy Academy, please go to our homepage at biblicalanatomyacademy.com, scroll down, and click the green button for coffee, and we'd be happy to meet with you over a cup of coffee, or water, or pre-workout, or a protein shake, whatever suits you best, so we can instruct you moving forward in life, in fitness, and in love. We thank you for being here. We thank you for listening all the way to the conclusion. Uh, we hope that you listen to a further episode and enjoy, and we hope to have future correspondence with you. God bless, and we love you. <laughs>